But in the past, I've definitely had a relationship where um, the gentleman was so... The gentleman. That's a very kind description. <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, weird. <laughs> it's like a specimen. The gentleman caller. <laughs> the suitor, if you will. to another episode of Interstates and Heartbreak. This is a very special episode because my guest today knows me better than anybody else who I've had on the podcast so far. And I'm really excited to have her introduce herself. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Um, Hello, my name is Arielle. I am 29 years old and I live in LA. Fun fact, Leslie and I were roommates for about seven years post-college. She's literally the longest relationship I've ever had. And it's super exciting to be here. So thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, Very similar to Leslie, actually. I work in entertainment marketing. Um, I know Leslie. This is one of my favorite things to tell people because Leslie and I have a lot of the same friend groups, but a lot of people don't know that we actually know each other from high school. Yeah. So we went to high school together, went to college together, started working at the same company, Mm -hmm. and we lived together, and we're still friends. So that's a testament, in my opinion. Yeah. relationship status. So I am dating someone, my boyfriend Bryce, who's about to move in in a few weeks. So exciting. Very exciting, very exciting. Um, Oh, what would my dating profile say? So I had a dating profile for about two hours. It was, (laughs) I think it was Hinge. Or no, no, no. What was the Tinder? It was Tinder. Tinder. Wow, the OG. Yes, right when, <laughs> when it we came had, out. When we knew no better, honestly. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> what else was out there? Yes. Um, so I had Tinder and I was doing it with my girlfriend. Um, we were like making our profiles on the couch and we were swiping and like the creepiest guy that we work with okay. came up. And so I like never looked back. I shut it off. Oh my gosh. Um, but what would my dating profile say? I would say... <sighs> I know I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> no, I really should have considered this. No. And obviously, I would not get hits because it wouldn't be anything clever. <laughs> That's not but... true. You're literally like the most clever person I know. <laughs> it takes a very long time, though. And no. Um, I don't know. Probably something about like maybe being a Hufflepuff. I was going to say that, like too. I was, if you didn't come up with it, I was going to be like, obviously, it would be something about like a Harry Potter pun yes. and being a Hufflepuff. Yes. Which, again, I don't know how that would go over in like the market. Everyone know? loves Hufflepuffs. And everyone <laughs> actually loves Harry Potter. I feel like if they don't, then that's not your person or if they can't appreciate it at least there you go yeah 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 Yeah. okay if they're like you want a nerd then it's like no you're the loser goodbye (laughs) yeah exactly you have to appreciate it's like a life lesson yeah um okay something about a hufflepuff thing probably even though i've just recently embraced being a hufflepuff in the streets slytherin in the sheets oh done (laughs) this is why leslie's the best (laughs) and slytherin has like more than one meaning oh yeah. yeah (laughs) Um, okay, and last date I went on, (laughs) literally, like, I was making fun of this date for a while, so (laughs) my boyfriend and I worked together in consumer marketing, and 
he comes down to my office like, hey, I have an idea for a date night on Friday. That was this past Friday. And I was like, oh yeah, like cool. Like I love when he approaches me about it because usually it's me giving a little poke. And he was like, I was thinking maybe we can go out in Hollywood and grab dinner and go, you know, be around. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Like, what did you have in mind? Like, basically focused on the dinner portion. Like, where are we eating? Yeah, and he was just course. like, <laughs> you know, like naturally. Yeah, this question. is what I focus on. <laughs> Tell me how I'm going to be fed. I'll be happy. And then he was like, yeah, I was thinking we could go see the Funko store. <laughs> It was, what a misdirect. Not what I thought was going to come, but honestly, very on brand because he yeah. really wanted to check this store out. So on Friday night, um, we went to the Funko store. It closes at 8 p.m., so it was not a wild night. Um, we spent about an hour and a half in there. I will say I had a lot more fun than I thought I was going to. Um, but in our industry, it's somewhat called a store check when you go to a retail location and kind of see how your product and other competitive studios' product is merchandised. And so literally, I feel like I was like catfish into thinking it was a date. Sexy date night. Really? Yes. It was a store check. So clever on his part. Um, still fun. Yeah. But yeah that, it looked really cool. Thanks. Definitely not the most exciting dating story, but. But still. And of all the store checks to go on, that's probably the best one. Because like, imagine if you had to go to Kohl's. So true. <laughs> terrible. So no offense, true. Kohl's, but no. <laughs> it's not quite the level of excitement of Funko. Fun fact, Kohl's now has like Lauren Conrad, Vera Wang, and then they just got, who was it? Oh, Juicy Couture has a lot oh, of no Kohl's. Way. Yes. Amazing. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, so I think one thing that I really wanted to start off by talking about is the importance of friendships in relation to the person you're dating. Mm -hmm. And because we've known each other and lived together for so long <laughs> and we're such close friends, it's like we've seen everybody that each other have dated after college and even during ah. college. So we've been exposed wow. to it all. And I just feel like, you know, we've gotten to see how relationships can impact a friendship, how they can make it better. And so I'd love to hear some of your thoughts about um, how selective you are about introducing your friends to certain people that you're dating. Obviously not Bryce, but in the past. Right. No. I mean, that's a great question, a great topic, and I think it's super important. Mm -hmm. One of the things I look for most when I'm dating someone is someone who's really inclusive, mm -hmm. and so that just goes along with getting along with my friends, yeah. and I adore my friends, mm -hmm. so that's important. Um, I... I guess I've only really introduced my more serious dating people to my friends. Mm -hmm. However, I don't know if that's fair because I feel like I've I've never really been like the cool person who's like going on dates with random people. I mm -hmm. usually like go on dates with people who my friends know because yeah. we've met or known each other totally. or like we work together, unfortunately. Not um, unfortunately. <laughs> it's, I, it's a common occurrence, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it's super important. Yeah, I feel like I just remember, so in the last year that we lived together, when I was dating people, yes, I like never wanted to bring them over. And that is mm. partially because I don't really want to bring people into my space if I am not sure if I want to keep hanging out with them. Totally but fair. the fact that I lived with you, I just felt... I don't want to make it sound like, oh, I'm protective, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't want you to have to deal with a bunch of random guys and what if they're lame or really horrible. So no. I just feel like I try to avoid that as much as possible. And of course, there were times when it's like, okay, I guess like I can't 
tell you you can't come over because it would actually be weird. And it would raise more questions. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, it was definitely something I was super cognizant of. Yeah. Honestly, everyone you've ever brought over was really nice. Were they? Yeah. Am I forgetting <laughs> someone? <laughs> I'm just thinking of the beginning stages of something in particular. She's giving me looks, but I can't read them. <laughs> like literally right after we graduated. Oh. We both had some bad situations we there, did. though. I mean, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm going to say, because I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but... Fair enough, fair enough. Youth. Yeah. Blame it on the youth. Youth. Yeah, you know, it's just interesting, and I feel like when I was younger, I didn't really, like, know how to deal with those situations. Mm. I feel like I'm not a confrontational person mm. still, but back then, I feel like I was more passive. Like, it was beyond being non-confrontational. And so, even if something was, like, not right, I wouldn't necessarily know how to bring it up. And so, it just led to some uncomfortable situations. Well, I I wouldn't say you're not confrontational. I would say that you're super diplomatic. So, maybe in some of those situations, it's hard to approach it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I get that. And it's hard when you don't know people. And it's hard when you're kind of dating in Los Angeles. Yeah. You don't know who's a crazy person. Like, Seriously. how many serial killer podcasts have been based oh in Los Angeles? So True. You I don't want to be, be a really statistic. No. No. God, please don't be. Yeah. No. I I get that. But I really, I, I can't think of too many people that were were too wild. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They, we basically kept those people outside of the apartment. Yeah, we had to screen them. Yes, first. absolutely. Yes. So, in your opinion, what is the ideal situation for your relationship and how that should meld with your friendships? So, I've definitely dated people on, like, both sides of the spectrum. My current boyfriend is great because we were friends leading into it, so mm-hmm. my friends kind of cleared him before I, like, actually considered kind of being more than that, so that was pretty nice. Mm-hmm. But in the past, I've definitely had a relationship where um, the gentleman was so... The gentleman. That's <laughs> a very kind description. <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, weird. <laughs> it's like a specimen. The gentleman caller. <laughs> the suitor, if you will. Um, he, he was so sweet, and he really wanted to be. Like, his intentions were pure, mm-hmm. but he you know, was kind of socially awkward. Mm -hmm. And so I knew it made my friends awkward and that was just uncomfortable. It's it's a big burden that I kind of think you don't realize when you go into dating someone because how you see them on your own is Mm -hmm. so different than how they actually interact with your friends, which is wild. And I think it's so important to have that kind of both communities because you don't want to just be the like exclusive couple. You have to meld everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, do you feel that kind of the same way? Or? I do. And so the last person I dated, we had a whole range of things that we were total opposites in. Mm-hmm. And one of them is that I feel like I'm definitely an extrovert and I actually love being placed in social situations, yes. even where I don't know people because I just love meeting people and yes. making conversation. And I'm not going to say I'm never uncomfortable, but in the end, I always know I'm going to probably have a good time. Yeah. Whereas he is a total introvert. Which is interesting. I didn't really know that when we first met each other because Mm. I feel like we were just, he was like in vacation mode. And so I saw this whole different side of him. And then after I got to know him more, it was like, oh no, like you don't like being put in these situations at all. Mm. So the last time that we actually hung out, we were hanging out. It was so great. Had such an amazing time. And then I was going to my friend's party And he didn't know any of these friends. He'd met Mm. two of them for literally two minutes. And so I tried to get him to come out, and he just refused. 
And I had a hard time understanding because for me, it's like, oh, if it were the reverse situation and you asked me to go out with a bunch of your friends, I'd be like, oh, hell yeah, now's my time to shine, get the friends on my side, and have them (laughs) talking about how cool I am. And he was just like, no, I don't want to go to a situation where I don't know anyone and I have to just be like glued to you for the entire night. Leslie, as I'm sure people who listen to this know, is like, super extroverted so friendly everyone who meets her just like loves her immediately and out of anything like I feel like Leslie's the best rallier I know (laughs) where if she has made a social commitment and she is tired and she's on the couch she's a girl who could like take off sweats and her sweatshirt (laughs) put on makeup and get out there which like the couch just like lets me sink into it I never leave so I can see that being really important and I've, I've someone's told me before that like introverts and extroverts it just it I guess it's dependent on like where your energy comes from because mm-hmm. I think I'm actually well you probably know this more than anyone mm-hmm. I'm an introvert but I love meeting people and yeah. talking with people but it is a little bit draining at times so yeah. I can only do it so much totally but if someone was like to your point like when a significant other is like hey mm-hmm. I want you to come to this mm-hmm. I love it too it's like yeah. a challenge to like kind of brand yourself and yeah. like get out there and like make a good impression yeah. so I'm into it too it's tough That's and I hard. feel like it's something I need to be cognizant of because I know that I might be not the extreme of that but I might be more social or extroverted than some people are interested in being so I want to find a balance and I don't ever want to make it feel like I'm just pushing someone to continuously go out mm-hmm. and I do feel like if I'm in a relationship I become a little more of a homebody as I feel like we all do mm-hmm. um but definitely. yeah definitely something to be I don't know, to be cautious of in the future, that I'm not asking too much of any potential partners. Yeah. No, I, I think that's completely fair. It's something that you have to be aware, aware of mm-hmm. with yourself. I would say, though, you're really interesting, like, balance of, like, you are extroverted, but I feel like when you do talk to someone, whether it be in, like, a crowd setting or just, like, one-on-one when we're in our apartment, mm-hmm. you're very focused on them, which I think is really special because I feel like a lot of extroverts are just conscious of, like, the community and the majority mm-hmm. and wanting to be kind of maybe more central, but mm-hmm. you're you're really good at making it personal, too. Oh, thank you. Um but no, I actually similarly dated another introvert who I didn't realize was an introvert either because, mm-hmm. again, like this is like a serial thing for me, but I met him at work <laughs> and none of it, like I work at a very big company always, so it, it sounds worse than it is, but usually they're in like a different division, yeah. a different yeah. specialty, whatever. Yeah. Just for anyone listening to me thinking I'm a terrible person. No. Um, <laughs> She's dated her intern. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Not about it. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Um, but no, I saw him in this like social situation where he was really comfortable and he was just like, everyone liked him. He'd Mm -hmm. been there for a while, whatever. And I kept telling Leslie about him like, oh my God, yeah, I can't wait for you to meet him. He's so great. And finally one night as happens when you're in your early twenties, he was really drunk and I brought him over and I was so excited for them to meet. And Leslie's like so kind and you like came out of your room and you're like all excited to make conversation. And he was just such a dud. And I was like, what <laughs> happened? Who are you? And I was like, try- I felt like a mom, like, cruel. Yeah. Like, a three-year-old. Like, yes. oh, my God, like, tell her where you were. Like, <laughs> and he just couldn't do it. And then we went into my room, and I remember being like, what the heck was that? Like, where are Who are you? And I'm like, maybe he's just drunk, whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, it was like a total indication that that's how he is. Yeah. And then for the rest of our relationship, I had to deal with that mm-hmm. or like him saying something that offends someone, which mm-hmm. I don't think was his intention, mm-hmm. but that could almost be worse is when um, they're social, yes. but not aware. 
Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So Ariel and I have clearly bonded about this so much, but I definitely have dated someone who had the exact same thing. It was like, if he wasn't in the mood to be social, oh my God, it was so rough. I remember afterwards, one of my friends telling me, she was like, yeah, I didn't like him because he came to your birthday and he was just such a little baby and he was in a bad mood and you weren't at that birthday. Oh, and that was like, yes. But it wasn't who you might think it was. It was oh. somebody else who was like, yeah, I got just got bad vibes because... He, like, showed up late. I was, like, so pissed because, like, you weren't there. And mm-hmm. I was, like, now I have to come alone, even oh. though I have a boyfriend. Because yes. he just couldn't get his shit together. On your birthday. Yeah. Like, the one day. Yes. <laughs> and then he was just, like, in a bad mood because he wasn't drinking beer. And we had gone to a brewery. And I remember calling ahead because I was super concerned about this. I was, like, oh, oh well, like, let me make sure that they have something else. Like, do they have hard alcohol? Do they have wine? And they said that they had wine. I guess they didn't. And so I feel like that ended up being a trigger. Oh. Anyway, I digress. So either it was like, oh, I'm not in the mood to socialize. Or sometimes he would be, but just didn't really care about offending people. And that kind of worked for me because I'm very hard to offend. And I kind of have a messed up sense of humor sometimes. So for me, it was (laughs) fine. But then if you don't know someone very well and you're saying the same stuff you say to me when we're alone, it doesn't always go over well. And it was really uncomfortable. That's, like, the hardest part is that, like, sometimes you're dating this person that really has two sides. Like, Mm -hmm. the side when you are alone in the comfort of your house Mm -hmm. and things that you think are funny or their charm. And Mm -hmm. then there's a side when they're actually needing to go beyond themselves and make a good impression. That Mm -hmm. could be hard. Yeah. And I think the one good, like, silver lining of those situations is... I feel like we've both dated those people, so mm-hmm. now when I can tell that my friend is dating one of those people, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm more cognizant and I can prepare myself better. Like, yeah. I remember the moment in our kitchen where I was like, oh my god, mine is like yours. Yes! And it just made so much more sense totally. for both of us. Because I think we were going through it at the same time as we well. We were. Yeah, that yeah. was wild. I actually, was wild. and fun fact, mm-hmm. we never met. I forgot <laughs> that. Oh my god. That's how introverted. Yeah, that was crazy. And I remember we used to joke about that. He was yes. like, what if I never meet him? And I think one time he saw the two of you in your car and that was the closest <laughs> it ever came to them coming face to face. And for context, like how long was the overlap? It was at least a year, right? Oh, over. Over a year. Like yeah. yeah. At least. Yeah. And we live in a lived in a two bedroom, one bathroom apartment. It wasn't like a mansion no. where we could like cross by without running into I was in the West Wing, Leslie. <laughs> East Wing. So I was actually gonna get to this later, but since we came to it now, yeah. I remember one thing that stood out to me is I remember we both got on separate occasions Bluetooth speakers for <gasps> presents. And <laughs> wait, I didn't know you got a Bluetooth speaker. Yes. And I'll be honest, I still have it. And, you know, it is a great gift in the sense that I use it a lot and it is a high value gift. But to me, my love language is not gifts. Like, Mm -hmm. my love language is quality Quality time. time. So whenever I give a gift, it's usually an experience, like something that we can do together. Like, I've given Lakers tickets in the past or, like, planned a trip. Or just various things like that. Because it's the gift of quality time with the other person. Yeah. And what made it worse for me is that I had just bought a smaller version of the same speaker. It was an Amazon speaker. And he knew that. I got it on Black Friday for myself. And so I opened it. And I'm horrible at hiding my facial expressions. It's really a weak point of mine. <laughs> and so I don't think so that true. I looked pissed off or anything. But I think I was kind of like, oh. And <laughs> Diplomatic. I mentioned like, like, oh, I, like, have this other one. And he's like, oh, yeah, but I thought it would be, like, nice for you to have the nice one, too. 
I was like, what? Wait, so he knew you had the other one? Yes, he did. I was like, that is wild. And that was only three months before we broke up for good. So maybe it was riding on the wall of like, I don't want to get you a sentimental gift, but... Yeah, I was just like, that's really crazy. That is wild. Honestly, part of me is like, would they have gotten along? I want, they might have. Honestly. Missed opportunity. Maybe it would have been better for both of them. I know. Oh, seriously, <laughs> they would have found like a lifelong friend to go through. Right? Like, um, no, to, like to your point, I remember mm-hmm. leading up to Christmas, like I really thought about Christmas hard mm-hmm. and... I remember him telling me, like, yeah, I got you this gift. And everyone told me I shouldn't have, but I got it. And in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, it's expensive. other people. And they were like, don't do it, bro. Don't do it. But he didn't say it like that. So I was like, oh, my God, what did he get? That's really nice. And and then the months go on, or the weeks go on, because definitely was not months ahead. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, yeah, I'm, like, really excited. Like, they said it's, like, not really what you should get a girl, but I feel like it's really, like, useful and I think the underlying thing that we understood about these two is very practical very practical (laughs) which is nice and it kind of balances me out learn to love but (laughs) it like so I open it and it's this really nice bluetooth speaker Mm -hmm. it's the sony one it's brick it looks like a huge like the whole thing's a speaker it's really beautiful and Mm -hmm. to your point I still use it Mm -hmm. I love it I'm very very precious about it um but we worked at Sony. Oh, so no. on top of that, I'm like, did he get a discount on oh this? Oh, my God. Like, which is fine. Like, I'm I'm a discount shopper. Love mm-hmm. a good discount. But I don't know. Like, Christmas is romantic. I only get, like, really, like, two romantic gifts a year. It's, yeah. like, birthday and Christmas. And I, I don't need anything crazy. No. But just, like, I guess it was thoughtful. But to me, it was like he was, you know walking to the gym past mm-hmm. the Sony store, which is, by the way, on the lot. So he didn't, didn't really have to go. Have to go no, didn't have to go out at all. Got that. I got a papyrus card, which they also sell in the same store <laughs> on the lot. By the way, I worked at Hallmark. I'm very loyal to Hallmark. Yeah. So, like, do not get me a papyrus yeah. card. Oh, my gosh. It's stupid. But, like, if you know me, you know that. If yeah. we've been dating for two years, you should know that. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, so got the speaker. Again, still use it. Yeah. Never think about it being from them mm-hmm. just because yeah. it's so practical. It's exactly. not really something that I'm sentimental about. Yeah. At least I can look at it without any sour feelings. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I'll ask her to tell me the weather all the time. There you go. It's, yeah. She, you know, she is useful. Yes, she she's useful. Mm-hmm. But, oh my God, I, I did not know. Yeah. I don't know how I missed her. I forgot that. Yeah. And I think for context also, that was the year that I booked a hotel in Palm Springs. He loved Palm Springs, but had only been like once or twice or something. And I wrote a like rhyming poem (laughs) that was supposed to be this puzzle of like where it was so that he wouldn't know. And that is actually really cheesy. I realized that that's not like really cool or anything. I I would have loved it. (laughs) But I just feel like relative to buying someone a speaker, it's a lot more thoughtful. It's so thoughtful. Attention to detail is important in a relationship. I agree. Yeah. It's something that we should both consider, so. It's true. We do consider. Yeah. So, going back to how my friend was like, oh, I didn't like so-and-so from your birthday. Mm. She didn't tell me this until long after we broke up. How do you feel about friends giving their opinions about who you're dating? Ooh, that's hard. It is. That's really hard. Yeah. It can get really contentious. It can. Um, I, again, personal thoughts. I feel like it just depends on the source of the opinion. Mm-hmm. I think that if I was in the situation where I'm giving my friend an opinion on someone, 
um, now that I've been in a relationship like we've described, I first think like, how does this person make them feel? Mm -hmm. If it is someone who I think we've encountered that, Mm -hmm. you know, they're dating someone that maybe as a protective friend you don't think is the right fit, Mm -hmm. but you want to be supportive, you really have to ask yourself, like, is this person hurting my friend Mm -hmm. or is it just not who I saw for my friend? So I really try and use that as a screener initially. Um, So when I am giving advice or if my friend were to give me advice, I'd really want them to base it on is my friend like happy? Mm -hmm. Are they changing themselves too much for this person? I think all relationships require a little bit of change and kind of agreement. And then is it personal feelings about this person that are driving me to this conclusion? Mm -hmm. Or is it, you know, something that I really think is impacting my friend? Yeah. So that's kind of like the, the litmus test I go off of now. I think that's great. That's really thoughtful advice and a great way to look at it. Again, and this is us in a a very conversational setting where, I I mean, like a year and a half ago, I've definitely passed judgment and made Mm -hmm. my opinions known that were much more personally based. So Mm -hmm. this is ideally how I would like to approach the subject, not always how I I do it. I mean, literally same. And I know that I've gotten drunk and expressed my opinion, which is not the way you should do it, obviously. (laughs) So I love how when you're drunk, you just think that everyone is as drunk and honest as you are, that everyone's going to take it well. But literally, it's the opposite where it's like easy out, hard in. Like Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, you're just spewing everything. People are like, oh my God, you're a monster. But no, I mean, is this something that happened with us? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. I I don't remember I was drunk too. No, I still remember because I feel so bad. We were in Vegas. So of course I was like really fucked up. And it was just not the time. It wasn't the time to bring up my opinion, but I did. So I apologize. Don't be, don't apologize. No, was this on the stormy trip? Yes. Okay, fair. Mm-hmm. Totally fair. Yeah, those, you know how those were. Oh, <laughs> they were a mess. God, those were rough. Yeah. I'm su- surprised that we survived. <laughs> Someone almost didn't. Someone, one of our friends was at the hotel pool. It said no diving and he dove into the pool and oh cut God. his head open. And he was fine. He didn't have to get stitches or anything, but that's for context, how much of a shit show they were. That was, yeah, after the bottomless brush, like all you can eat. So I don't even remember that situation because I was blacked (laughs) out the whole time. (laughs) Wow, what a time to be alive. Yeah, and by the way, that was an annual trip. So we like subjected ourselves to that multiple times. Super fun, Stormy, so thanks for that. Yeah, still my favorite Vegas trip. (laughs) Seriously, yeah. Yeah. Those and Julie's. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. Epic. Um, But no, I actually, no, I think, especially with you, I just know that you are, I, I really trust your judgment. So when you tell me something like that, it's again very diplomatic and well it thought was out. Diplomatic, that <laughs> Thank But the fact that, I mean, I'm sure I had been dating this person for a while before you actually came to it, you yeah. know? Like you could have made that decision off of that first interaction because yeah. I remember standing there and just like melting because <laughs> oh. it was so bad because she was so nice and he just sucked so hard. Mm-hmm. But interesting. Yeah. I, I haven't had to voice my opinion towards anyone's recently because honestly, yeah. a lot of my closer friends, I've known their significant others for a while. Mm-hmm. So I've either, you know, had to meet someone new randomly, which mm-hmm. I have not given the best feedback towards, but mm-hmm. now I think it's gone better. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to one day like meet everyone's. I just hope that, you know, it's someone I like. I'm actually yeah. very curious how that happens with my siblings. Yeah, that's so true. My- that's a really unique that's going to be someone who's part of your family. Yeah. So you have such a vested interest, even beyond the interest that you already have in your friends. Totally. Wow. That's going to be really interesting. That is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
Okay, I don't want to get too personal with this, but do you have, like, do you feel like, oh, all my siblings are going to pick people who I'm, like, super excited about? Absolutely not. I feel <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm the oldest of five, so I feel like there is going to be a nut in the family tree. Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. I have somewhat faith. They're all young, but I feel like at least they'll listen. Yeah. 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 I feel like um, they really respect your opinion, as they should. And your family dynamic is a really close one. So I could see for people who aren't as close to their siblings and maybe grew up having a bad relationship, maybe expressing that disapproval could make them double down on their decision. Oh, yes. Which is so scary. But I don't think you really have to worry about that. Hopefully not. I think that there is a certain age where you do want to double down and think you know better than everyone. And Mm -hmm. I think that's totally fair. And I've definitely been through that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, But hopefully in the long term, they just don't do anything that's going to make it need to be, you know, with that person forever versus um, really once they're very clear minded and mature enough to make that type of decision. Mm -hmm. Again, everyone's different. There's no age associated with that. But um, I just don't think that my my siblings are there maturity wise. But to kind of, again, not be Mm -hmm. too personal, but turn it back. Like, Mm -hmm. have you ever had to provide that type of feedback for your mom? I have not. My mom is more critical of anybody than I am of them. So (laughs) I feel like she will give that feedback before I do. There was one kind of close situation where I was home for Christmas break and we met this guy actually. We were at one of those restaurants where it's like communal seating. And so this guy, I can tell he's like looking at us and he starts to talk to us. And I was not interested. I was like, I don't like this guy at all. I just, I feel like usually I give people the benefit of the doubt, but I was just like, I'm not into it. It seems (laughs) cheesy. And I don't even remember what it was that night that rubbed me the wrong way. But I didn't even have to really give that feedback too much. Again, to my earlier point about my facial expressions being really telling. <laughs> my mom was like, yeah, I could tell that you didn't like him, which is like so rude because then he could probably tell too. No. Um, but yeah, she didn't end up dating him either because mm. he is like around her age and was like, I'm not looking to settle down. Literally what? <laughs> Are you serious? You can't be a fuck boy at like 60 years old. Oh, barely. God. What the heck? Yeah. He told them that? Yeah, he told her. And I guess later down the line, um, he started dating somebody, which is, again, I feel like something that young guys do. They, like, tell one person, I'm not looking for a relationship, and then they end up in a relationship with someone else. Yes. And then he tried to come back and date my mom more seriously, but he drinks a lot, and you know Mm. my mom, that's Mm -mm. not going to fly. Nope. Nope. She's so, Grace is the best. Yeah. She, like, knows what she likes. She does. She is no nonsense. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. I didn't realize, I thought that was a longer thing, but I like that she, and she, like, really took your advice for it. Like, she saw your facial expression. Which... It's, it's a bummer that, like, podcasts aren't a more visual medium, <laughs> but Leslie's eyebrows, like, tell a story every time she speaks, and they're beautiful, and I love interpreting them. My gosh. <laughs> well, if I ever decided to get Botox, I guess that would solve the problem. <laughs> It'd be a lot more diplomatic. See, so poker face. Yeah. <laughs> so you, your mouth is laughing, but the rest of your face is not. It's like Hermione in Harry Potter. Oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> yes. See, Harry Potter references. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it. So, I guess another thing I wanted to talk about is people that we've dated in the past who were duds. And I'm not talking about exes, I'm just talking yes. about those people who kind of come and go <laughs> and are nothing more than just a funny story to look back on. <laughs> so, I feel like we, when we were both single at the same time, yeah. like we had a lot of experiences meeting people out. What were some other ways that you met people before our relationships? 
for relationships, um, I think it was going out mm-hmm. and like getting the courage to go up and talk to people. Yeah. Um, I think a lot, honestly, the way I met people mostly was in bars. I feel like recently I haven't met too many guys out and then gone out with them after the fact. I don't know. Maybe that's also a symptom of being a little bit older. No. Mm, I, I don't know. I feel like it's so hard to tell age in Los Angeles. Like, so I could definitely see the people who are us fresh out of college. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love them. I live through them. But a lot of the times, like, I've definitely met, like, a few of the guys I've dated have been significantly older when I was younger. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember the biggest one, like, we just graduated, and he was 29, I was 22, and that mm-hmm. was, like, wild yeah, for me. Yeah, totally. Like, That's taboo. Seriously. And now if I look back and I think about, you know, dating a 22, I mean, it's a guy versus girl thing, so maybe it's a little bit different, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, wow, that was ballsy. Yeah, it is pretty ballsy. And even if I think about it from the perspective of my guy friends who are 29, if they were dating a 22-year-old, I would judge them a little bit. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with 22-year-olds, no. of course. You're just in a different life stage. Yeah, it's a different life stage. And yes. there's, like, live your life to the best in that stage, but it is sometimes hard when you know someone who's past that stage. Yeah. Kind of retroactively going back to it. Totally. And to our earlier point about bringing them around your friends, do your friends want to hang out with a 22-year-old? Will she want to hang out with a bunch of people who are almost 30? Yeah. It's so Maybe different. Yeah. I, I had a um, co-worker when I was 22. She was 26. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, one of my favorite people I worked with. Um, but I remember she'd be like, hey, like, what are you doing this weekend? I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. I'm, like, going out, blah, blah, Yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah. Like, I was thinking about having a dinner party. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was like, what a waste of a <laughs> nerd. <weekend."> <laughs> and she was like, yeah, like, I'm just, like, kind of past that now. And now, like, a dinner party is, like, my favorite That's amazing. Thing. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my gosh, how yes. nice. Let's go inside. Yeah. So lame, so lame. But it changes. It does, it does. Um, I feel like you had another really good tactic for meeting guys where you went to recent grad events. <laughs> I thought that would be a great <laughs> tactic. Being in entertainment, once you kind oh of say gosh. that you work for a studio, like it's sometimes the just floodgates open. done. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my God. And then like, that's happened multiple times. Yeah. So in theory, a good tactic. Mm-hmm. I bet it's worked for someone, mm-hmm. but it definitely did not work for me. However, I will say the mm-hmm. most successful friend I've had who is single and trying to get, you know, like yeah. meet people was my friend Leslie, who <laughs> oh would gosh. lesson plan in a bar. Yes, I did do that. <laughs> and it worked wonders yes. and it was my co-worker who told me to do that and at first I was like that's so weird but I, I like this isn't a high percentage but there were three different guys who took me on dates and I went on multiple yes. dates with all of them yes so it did work I and, think that's the cutest thing yeah so I highly recommend it honestly if you can find a bar that it's not weird to lesson plan at to call it out. It was City Tavern in Culver City. It's still there. there. And it's perfect. It's so chill. And Mm -hmm. Culver is just like not a raging place. It's a place for young professionals. So no one's going to look at you too weird. I mean, the laptop is really just a conversation starter, but it's not a deal breaker. Yes. And if you're waiting, like you are getting work done. Yeah. So it's really a win-win. You have a beer. Totally. It's great. And it's nice because a lot of times when I was working at home, I would distract myself and go on Instagram. But you can't do that at a bar because then you look like an unproductive fool. That is like literally a win-win-win. It's yeah. the best idea. Mm-hmm. And definitely a conversation starter, especially when people find out you're a teacher. Yeah. It's yeah. like, thank people you for your service. That. Want to buy you a drink. Yeah. No one thanks me for my service anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so to backtrack on the networking thing. Yes. So when we were in SAA, which is Student Alumni Association, it was the UCLA group where students would plan events for both students and alumni. We had this recent grad night that we put on. And I remember having to work it. And basically the whole point was when you are at these events, this is a great way to practice your own networking. So make sure you're talking to the alumni and you're not just clumped together talking to each other. Yes. So one thing I have to call out is that I personally didn't really have the whole professional wear thing down at the time. (laughs) And I really thought I did. I remember I got this dress from Urban Outfitters and I still have the dress actually. It was like a nice material, as nice as it can be from Urban Outfitters at least. And it was like long sleeve and it had like a ruffly neck and was a high neck. Yes. However, it was too short. But I wore it to this event and I remember talking to this guy and I was like so proud of myself. I'm like, wow, I'm networking. (laughs) And then at the end of the event, he like asked for my number and I gave it to him. I don't really know what I was thinking. I don't know if I knew yet that he was hitting on me. But yeah, he like was clearly pretty drunk like towards the end of the event I was like oh I think he's drunk and then later that night he's like what are you up to like can I come over and I was like you are not doing this networking thing right (laughs) (laughs) was this the networking event at the Glendon yes (laughs) so it was a networking event in a bar yes (laughs) and it was also like the bar that I feel like a lot of times it was like the classier bar, but people still yes. went there to get drunk. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't know that happened. Yes. The only thing I remember from that night, mm-hmm. what was this, maybe like 2010? Yeah, I think maybe 2011. It was either our junior or senior year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right about 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember our girlfriend, Julie, mm-hmm. while, you know, we were supposed to be out networking, <laughs> I, of course, was talking to my girlfriend, Julie, <laughs> and she was telling me about this kind of, like, new guy she was hooking up with, and I'm like, oh my god, like, what do you do in 2011? You show me his profile oh, on Facebook. Oh my god. Was and so she goes, yes. Oh my god. She goes to pull it up, and she, like, a normal person does goes to search his name but Facebook had just made that upgrade where it's like what's on your mind and you, she typed his name into I the died. field and posted it and it automatically <laughs> tagged him and so now her status is this guy that she just started like hooking up with like a his week ago and it, like in 2011 in college everyone lived on Facebook yes. every minute yes and basically because of whatever cell phone she had she couldn't delete it <laughs> so she just like flies out of the bar and like is calling her roommates and giving them her password to delete it but he oh, saw it, and oh, it was just, like, a really great situation. So, again, yeah. all, all in all, not networking right, nope. not Facebooking right. Well, I was a lot better now, yeah. but we had some rough times. <laughs> yes, but I, I would not recommend networking events for meeting people personally, yeah. just on personal experience. Yeah. But you know, Leslie's has different, so. You know, I, no, I don't even <laughs> say different. I think it's, like, I always want to go to those now. Because they always have the West Side Bruins events, but I yeah. feel like they always start at like 5 p.m. And I work in Glendale. I can't get oh, there, so no. I never go. But I'm always like, what a great idea, but maybe not. <laughs> Sounds cool. But no, I mean, it's the same thing as like, I don't know, they somehow have these networking events like in San Diego mm-hmm. and in like Colorado. But God forbid you have a networking event in the Valley for Bruins. Right? It would just never happen. It I has know. to be in Westwood in LA. Come on. A lot of them must live in the Valley by now. You would think. It's yeah. the only place you could afford a home. Seriously. We're not even like young enough anymore to live in Westwood still. So. <laughs> Whatever. So I guess the only other person who's like really worth talking about in terms of crazy guys that we used to date... <laughs> 
is the Chuck E. Cheese guy. And <laughs> this is another case of where, like, yes, this is a bad story, but this was also bad judgment on my part. No. Give yourself a break. I don't know. So, basically, I met this guy through a friend. It was, we were right out of college, so I was, like, 22. And so we go to this party, and I connect with this guy, and I remember... He walks me to my car at the end of the night and then he gets my number. So we're texting throughout the week and our texts were largely centered around the fact that he used to work at Chuck E. Cheese. And it started out as this joke where he was like, yeah, I applied there in high school and then they accepted my application. I worked there for three years. So I was like, wow, that's a long time to work at Chuck E. Cheese. And he was talking about how it's actually fun to go as an adult because he said that they make their pizza in-house, which I didn't know. I assumed they were frozen. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, and they also serve beer, which I didn't know at the time. Granted, mm. it's only Bud Light, but I was 22, so I guess it didn't <laughs> matter as much. But they serve beer. And so he's like, oh, we should go on a date there. And in theory, I guess it could be cool because they have arcade games. And full disclosure, Ariel and I went to our friend's 35th birthday. Yes. I was going to say, yes. Yeah. So we went to celebrate a friend's birthday at Chuck E. Cheese and then went to see Toy Story 4 as an ironic thing. So in theory, it could be like a fun thing to do as an adult. Like, let's just play air hockey and get to know each other. Totally. And we also had plans to go out and watch the Laker game afterwards, so it wasn't like that was the extent of the date. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that was okay. It was a little weird because I think the woman did ask just you when we walked in to get through the little rotating gate that they have at the front. So we were getting judged. And then we go up. Because there is Dave and Buster's for that same impact. But he did have the tie to working there. So I get it. And additionally, he had coupons. So he paid coupons on our first date. I also think we may have split that, which is like, oh my God, are you serious? Split a coupon, Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. So that happens. And the conversation is just like kind of awkward and... All he wanted to talk about was sports. I enjoy sports. I'm a Lakers fan. That's why I wanted to go to watch the Laker game after the Chuck E. Cheese portion. But he's like also a big hockey fan. I've never watched a full hockey game in my life, except for the San Diego goals. And um, (laughs) I just can't talk about it. And I just feel like one sign of being a good conversationalist is knowing when your audience isn't engaging with what you're talking about and then shifting to a topic that you can be mutually interested in. He didn't do that. So it was just like, okay, the conversation's lagging. And I feel like in my mind, playing the games would liven things up and it'd be really cute and competitive and flirty, but it just wasn't quite there. And I also might've been really awkward. I don't know. I doubt it. I I don't know. I feel like sometimes if I get in my head, it could totally happen. So we go to this other bar, we go to Buffalo Wild Wings, which I now have a vendetta against solely because of this date. Oh God. And so we go to Buffalo Wild Wings and the conversation is not getting better. And so this is the part where it's like, you're such an idiot for even suggesting this. And I knew that it wouldn't come across well, but at this point I was just hoping to do anything to make things less awkward. Mm. And I suggested, why don't we play a drinking game along with the Lakers game? This is a first date. And my (laughs) rules were something, like, simple. I don't remember, but it wasn't anything crazy. And we each got two rules. One of his was anytime the announcers reference Kobe, you take a drink. And And this was towards the end of his career. Yes. So it was all Kobe all the time. Yes, all Kobe. And, like, he was still good. So the announcers were saying his name left and right. Even if they said 24 or Black Mamba, you had to drink. So halftime comes, and I, like, go to the bathroom, and I'm like, I'm so full of beer. I don't think I can drink anymore. So I go back, and I'm like, I don't think I can play anymore. I'm too full. Which is saying something, by the way, because we were in our early 20s. And that was, like, the prime, like, 
drinking. Yes. 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 Okay. So then he's like, oh, well, it's because you're drinking beer. You should switch to mixed drinks. <gasps> and I was like, just tipsy enough and just stupid enough to be like, oh, that, that, that makes sense. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Get wasted. Was so drunk. And yeah, obviously I didn't see him again, but I will say the date got better. Like the chemistry got better because hey. I was drunk. And I remember like at one point Kobe makes a three pointer and we like look at each other. We high five and then we like lock eyes. We start making out. Oh, wow. I was like, this is just like probably so <laughs> sloppy. Like in my memory, I was like, oh yeah, that was like smooth and like really hot. It was probably so sloppy. And so the date comes to an end and, um, he, like, leaves before I actually get a new, like, a, not an Uber, so this is important context. Uber wasn't a thing yet, so before I, like, get a cab. Rough times. And we were in Burbank, and I lived in Palms, so it was a long distance to go. So I'm, like, looking through my purse, and I come straight from work, so my purse is, like, full of papers, all the, like, students' papers that I still needed to grade. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I can't find, like, my keys, that's so weird. Um, let me find my phone, and then I'll turn on the flashlight so that I can look in the purse. Oh, where's my phone? I don't know. What time is it? Look at my watch. The face of my watch is smashed. <gasps> and I sobered up faster than I've ever sobered up before, because I was like, I don't remember that happening. I blacked out on this date. So basically, this is a story about how he was so shitty but I was the shitty one I was the literal shit show um it was just bad all around and yeah basically was the most expensive date of my life because in addition to splitting the Chuck E. Cheese portion he had a Buffalo Wild Wings gift card and we still split the remaining balance from the gift card so I paid for half of the date and then I had to pay for a $75 Uber from Burbank to Palms I had to go back with my friend to get my phone. Luckily, someone had my phone. I lost my car keys. Don't know where they went. Had to get a new car key, which is like $275. Oh, my God. And he had coupons for none of that. No coupons <laughs> for that. Oh. Shocking. <laughs> and yeah. did you guys go on a follow-up date? No. And the messed up thing that like still bothers me is that it's like he was the bad date. But because I'm the one who got drunk, he can be like, wow, that girl was such a shit show. I would no. never go out with her again. No. You know, I'm suddenly like the villain of the day. <laughs> That's fair. Like, not you. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's true. You don't have to apologize. No. I was saying it came out wrong. I was just saying it because, like, there's been so many instances where I've been judgmental, but, mm-hmm. like, who knows what they've thought about right? You know? Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, here I am just talking, like, oh, my God, he didn't pay? Like, eh. But, like, it makes sense. It would be hard to pay for every date. So that's, that's true. like, fine. That's true. I, what bothered me more was the coupons. Yeah. Like, you never bring coupons on a first date. I was going to say either bring coupons or split it if you are, like, watching money. But I feel like just don't bring coupons. Yeah. Yeah. This is, like, really unfair, but, like, I remember... If I, I always offer, always offer to split mm-hmm. and I will do it like unbegrudgingly in some way. Yeah. But I remember if like he does, it did ask me on a second date, I wouldn't take it only because I would split mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, he probably doesn't want to go on another date. So yeah. let's just end this really kindly. Totally. But like, I find it kind of like, it's not fair because mm-hmm. it's so one-sided, yeah. you know, like yeah. I have a real trouble with even saying it, but like <laughs> I would always try and go to a really chill, cool place because yeah. I didn't want to feel guilty about ordering something too expensive. Yes, totally. But I've been to a Mexican restaurant before where mm-hmm. we split a plate as yeah. well. And it was a quesadilla. Oh. And I was just like, 
and we split the bill as well. And I, I thought he maybe he do. wanted to like do that so that he could afford it. Yeah. But the fact that we still split, I'm like, I only got my own plate. Yeah. But I don't know. It's hard. But I think like the purpose of going for me for like a cheaper place is like I don't have to feel guilty about yes. them paying because so then I am open to going on a second date. Yeah, totally. But yeah, it's it's hard. It is really hard. I don't know how I feel about the coupons. I feel like you really, for most part, shouldn't go to a place that has coupons. That's on a true. First date. Yeah. So it usually is like a chain. Or yeah. Like... It's just like a cheesy place. Yeah. And I think it's like interesting because. I agreed to this type of date of, like, a place with games and then a bar where we can watch sports. So neither of those places are going to be high-end. And I'm totally fine with that idea of a date. Even now, like, not being a 22-year-old, I'm like, that, in theory, is a really fun date. Yes. I just feel like now I would hope that the guy doesn't take me to Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes. So I actually got dinner with one of my old students last week. And she is 22 now. And I always really liked her as a student. We've, like, met up a couple times after she graduated because I remember I stopped teaching. She got into UCLA. I was going to say, is it the UCLA Mm -hmm. girl? And so it's like we've hung out a few times. Like, I gave her a tour of UCLA. And then since she graduated and even before she graduated. And she's dating now. And she, like, told me about this guy who, like, picked her up in, like, this crappy car, which, whatever. You know, you have a crappy car when you're young. Fair. But then he, like, took her to In-N-Out. And I was like... You are a successful, beautiful woman. Yeah. And I literally said, the next time a guy tries to take you to In-N-Out on a first date, like, don't go. Yeah. Like, you need to value yourself more than that. Yes. And I wasn't judging her because I can see that being something where you're like, in college, people don't take you out on a lot of dates. Fair. So totally it's fair. like your first experience with a guy even asking you on a formal date in general, potentially. But, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there has to be a little bit more effort to impress somebody. And that doesn't have to mean, like, a steakhouse or, like, a sushi restaurant. But just something that has a little more thought to it and a little bit of ambiance. Yeah, completely agreed. I think, like, I don't know the full context, but had he twisted it into, like, she was from out of state and Mm -hmm. he wanted to give her, like, a California experience. They pick up In-N-Out and, like, go go to the beach. And then go eat it somewhere cool. Yeah, that's cool. But, yeah, yeah, to just go as hard. I mean, granted, it wasn't McDonald's. Like, In-N-Out is definitely a nice place, but, yeah, that's hard. But it's so funny because, like, I feel that way, too, when Mm -hmm. I talk to my, like, younger sisters Mm -hmm. or younger girlfriends where it's, like, don't do that. Like, he's obviously, like, remember we were talking to um, Anna's roommate? Yes. And she was this lovely, really beautiful, like, 23-year-old girl Mm -hmm. who was dating someone who was, like, 29, Mm -hmm. and he just was, like, all the signs pointed towards him just kind of like using her and not yep. taking her seriously, but yep. she was really putting herself out there and being so kind and understanding. And like we were Ubering, we were all like drinking, going to a bar and like Leslie and I kept trying to like point out like very subtle like ways of like, oh, like, do you think he'll come inside and like say hi mm-hmm. or like, oh, like has he, you know, introduced you to his friends, whatever. Yeah. And all of her answers again indicated that like he was not into her, but she yeah. was so into him and just talking about him in those lovely way Mm -hmm. and it was a hard thing but like it's a lesson you have to learn for yourself in some instances because like you can't tell someone that no they really just have to experience it and it's part of like that age of growing up and I don't judge her for it yeah um he must be going through something too but it's hard it's just a rite of passage in some way it is and then the one bright side is that when you do meet somebody who is your person then you can appreciate them even more because yes. you know what it felt like to be treated poorly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, which is sad to say. Yeah. But. And I, I kind of believe that, like, not these people who do treat us poorly, I don't know if they're 
really poor people or if they just, you know, didn't, it wasn't the right fit at that time and they will find someone who they are a better person for. Mm -hmm. So that's something I hear a lot in like wedding vows is like, you've made me a better person. And so I really believe that like, it just wasn't the right fit Mm -hmm. and that you can find someone later that makes you want to be that person. Agreed. Agreed. So I guess we've touched on this a little bit before, um, but all of the people who both of us have dated long-term or somewhat long-term have been people who we've met in person. Um, so yeah, we've both dated people who we work with and I guess I would love to hear your thoughts on some benefits and challenges and I'll definitely share some of mine, but the person who I dated at work, we were both teachers. So that came with a very specific set of challenges. Yes. Oh gosh. Okay. So that industry is different. Leslie and I both now work in entertainment, Mm -hmm. which is a little bit more free spirited. Um, very social it definitely still is challenging in the sense that like it is still a work relationship so you have to be careful about that Mm -hmm. but I looked actually carefully into the rules of dating at work and apparently at least at my company Mm -hmm. you can date someone as long as you aren't on the same direct team as them or reporting to them which I didn't realize I Mm -hmm. thought it was just like scandalous all around Mm -hmm. Um, but there's actually a lot of people I met at work who met their significant other at work as well which I think is really sweet and I think the benefits of working with someone is you see them in somewhat of their best light which can be a good thing or a bad thing Mm -hmm. but I to our point earlier about seeing how people interact with people it's important to kind of see someone for me repetitively Mm -hmm. to really gain a sense of their character. Yeah. So I think that, I don't think it's a desperation thing. I think it's just someone that you're familiar with and who gets familiar with you. And it's a little bit more natural because again, the intention is you're going to earn your salary and, you know, further your career and you're not going into work trying to find someone. Mm -hmm. Um, But just because of the social nature of work, it ends up happening that way. But you do know that they are uh, respected individuals, that they Mm -hmm. have a job, that they likely have health insurance and a 401k and um, have been vetted in some sense. So it it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, The challenges, I would say, are likely when you break up with them, which I don't know if either of us have had that experience. Which is really fortunate. Very fortunate. I think that the relationships that have ended, we had Mm -hmm. since moved on to a different career Mm -hmm. or different um, place of work. Mm -hmm. So that had been nice. Yeah. Um, I think it could be awkward in my sense where... This sounds so (laughs) incestuous, but my significant other had dated someone also at work (laughs) prior, which could definitely be awkward um, to come across that if all parties um, are comfortable with the decisions that have been made. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess just in, in general, like kind of coupling yourself with someone can be hard if you do break up because you're that couple and then Mm -hmm. you're not and then people get uncomfortable because they don't know and you don't want to get into it in the sense that you don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable so luckily like we really haven't had to go through too much of that I think you had to a little bit with your friend groups yeah oh my gosh yes but Mm -hmm. is that kind of your experience as well yeah I feel like it is um so kind of along the lines of being slightly incestuous so before I started dating my ex who was also a teacher we so I went on a date with another person at work. Yes! And that was a crazy situation because I was not interested in him. But again, I think not good at conflict at all. And in this case, the conflict was just saying no to a date. But he was such a kind person. Like, so sweet, so nice, so thoughtful. And I really couldn't bring myself to say no. We just went to the movies and we didn't kiss or anything. It was just that one date. He did ask me on a second date. 
And that's when I was like, you have to cut this off. Like, yeah. you can't go on two dates with this person when you know you're not interested. Right. And I don't remember exactly what my excuse was, but I do remember that it was something that probably invoked the excuse of working together. Mm. Because then when I started dating my ex, I was like, oh my God, oh. you're such a hypocrite. Oh. And now he's going to know that the excuse was a lie and it was him. <laughs> oh. And we were a really close-knit staff. There were only like 15 teachers at the time or something like that so we went out together a lot and I do remember there was one Saturday when we all went out to brunch and I we hadn't shared widely that we were dating I think maybe one or two of the teachers at brunch knew and it was probably one of those things where it's like we think it's a secret but people gossip and most people already knew but in my mind it was still secret and so to my left is my ex and to my right is the guy who I went on the one date with. And my ex and I used to go to brunch like all the time. And so it was our thing where we would just like get two different things, split them. And so he instinctively like caught off a piece of his food and like put it on my plate. And I was like, now everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> so awkward. Knows. But to be fair, like this is a separate topic that we don't have to get into, but everyone like for that relationship in particular, I feel like we all knew it was gonna happen before you did. Yeah, you did know. Which was and amazing. I remember you talked about it, and I was like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> they were going on like, friends. yeah, brunch and tennis lessons together, and he was yeah. giving her relationship advice. It was like, hello. Oh, man, yes. The writing was on the wall, and I just, <laughs> I don't know, I just chose not to see it until last minute. Which I like. Yeah. I think that's the sign of a good relationship, too, yeah. when your friends can kind of pair it before you can. That's true. But so anyway, I'm so sorry for no, digressing, no, but you all. got outed by the toast. Yeah. And yeah, eventually just people knew. And the other person who I went out with, he was never going to be confronting me. He wasn't that type of person. He never brought it up at all. But Aww. he did actually bring it up in a way where I think like he gave me a suggestion of something to get him for a gift. Because he was like, oh, I came across this, and I know so-and-so would really like it if you're, like, still looking for a gift for, like, I don't remember if it was his birthday or Christmas or whatever, but I was really? like, wow, that, you're such a good person yeah. that you thought of that. Yeah. Oh, he and was, it was so like, with sweet. no malice or anything. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What a good guy. Do you know I what know. he's doing now? Is he... I'm not sure. So, I know he's not still teaching at that school, but oh. I think he might be teaching elsewhere. I just don't good. know where. What yeah. a sweetheart. I hope he found someone. I know. Although, I will say, he was a sweetheart, but he was a little bit of a player. Because he asked out two he? other girls. Ooh. He asked out, like, two girls who worked in the office. And one of them went out with him. I don't think the other one did. But the, one of the girls he went out with, I remember being, like, not Damn. in a mean way, but oh. I was like, her? Because she was, like, not nice. And oh. was, like, so cold and, like, hard to become friends with at all. I worked there for two years, barely learned anything about her. Wow. And I was like, Which is rare for Leslie. Better than this. I don't know. You need someone who's as kind as you are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. I know. I mean, it didn't go anywhere, so hopefully he's found someone amazing. In the midst of the story, I remember when um, Leslie tried to hook me up with her significant <laughs> other's roommate. Oh my God. It was such like a bad match. It was. I it was not a good <laughs> really liked him as a person but I wasn't thinking about how feasible of a match it actually was and what brought it up was how we're talking about how lovely the gentleman that you Mm -hmm. worked with was and this guy was equally as lovely just wonderful Mm -hmm. but it takes like some connection to make it happen yeah and just one of my favorite quotes is um I think he asked Leslie if I go to church and I'm not incredibly religious anymore and she said no but like 
she goes to yoga every Sunday. Yoga's her church. And he's like, okay, yoga's her church. And I, I was just, really trying to make it happen. <laughs> great wing woman. Um, but I was just thinking about because, like, we know that he's happy and yeah. he found someone. So that's, it's, like, nice when those people find someone that it's they're meant true. to It's true. I wonder if they're still together. And he was happy, but I have to call out, um, she would never let him touch her butt. And I thought that was really yes. weird. Yes. It's, like... That's really strange. And that was, like, the furthest. Yeah. It wasn't like anything else was being touched. No. It was, like, just not even... Don't even start with the butt. Yeah, like, don't even think about it. Like, above the pants. Gosh. I'm like, what? That's crazy. That's <laughs> not in the Bible. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. But maybe they've made it past that. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, too, for yeah. his sake. Yeah. Yeah. He must have really liked her. Yes. Clearly. Yes. Very, again, kind, respectable man. Yeah. Like, that speaks to his character. The fact that he's willing to date her regardless. <laughs> but I will say, I just watched Lady Bird last night. Yes. And it was like, I respect you too much to touch your boobs. And I was literally like, he's gay! <laughs> like, right away. Yes. And no spoilers. Yeah. I'll just stop there. Yeah. You can watch. It's yes. a great movie. Great movie. Highly recommend. Lovely, lovely movie. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so, yeah, so now you have this really successful relationship that started off at work, and kind of going back to guys who were your friend but wanted to date you, Bryce started out as your friend. He did, yeah. How did he make it out of the friend zone? I know that's a really hard question to answer because there's not one single response, but in your opinion, like, what differentiated this friendship from the others in the sense that you could move into a romantic relationship? Wow. Yeah. Um, it's funny because it kind of like culminates with everything we've been talking about. But um, I had been dating someone for a few years prior to Bryce and I was just like completely infatuated with this person. So I think even though Bryce was my friend and around, um, he wasn't someone that I had considered. I knew that I liked being around him and that he was a fun friend and I always enjoyed the time I spent with him. But I, I wasn't really in the mindset of romantically thinking about him so it was able to develop like a very pure friendship um but then going back to kind of what we had talked about with how important friends thoughts of people are it kind of happened with my family where my family was up and I actually was dating someone else from work (laughs) oh my god (laughs) this is terrible (laughs) oh my god Basically, Ariel's killing the game. You need to, like, write a book about how to meet your, like, future husband at work. Not okay. It's not okay. Um, He was a lovely gentleman, and um, he was from originally San Diego, which is, like, my mom's joke. She always wants to meet someone from San Diego because she wants me to move home. And so I was telling her about him, and she came up to meet him when all my friends were together. Which sounds weird, but it was my birthday party, so mm-hmm. it's less weird. Yeah. And she was like, oh, so I went up and talked to her after. I was like, yes, yeah, so like, what did you think of this guy? And she was like, he was great, he was so nice, very handsome, but you should really be dating that guy. And she points, and it's Bryce, who at that point, again, like, had been my friend, and I thought he was lovely and so fun, and I knew he was dating other people, and I was just like, really, that guy? He's a player. <laughs> and I was just like, well, whatever, mom. <laughs> and... That was kind of the first time when I looked at it a little bit differently. I was like, oh my god, like my mom actually likes someone that I brought home, or not even brought home, but like likes someone without me having, like, that never happens, ever. And so I was like, wow, okay, that's different. Um, And then we, like, started hanging out more, and things fizzled off with um, other people, and it just kind of, like, aligned where it was, like, we were both single, and 
it just kind of happened slowly and um, definitely alcohol helps. <laughs> there was one yes. drunken like makeout sesh and I will say like it was a little hard to make the transition from the friend zone because mm-hmm. I really hadn't successfully done that at that point. Yeah. It always been initially like an attraction or a romance. Mm-hmm. So that was different and it took a little bit of adjusting for me. Um, it's not something that's easy for me to do, which is kind of bad. I feel like I should be able to make that friend to romantic jump better. Um, but I don't it's, know. I understand that. Do you? Yeah. And not to divert at all or no. make this about me. No, But no, totally. one thing I think about with my more recent ex, so we met in college yes. and we were friends for years, but literally the first week we met, we like made out and then he started dating someone else and we're like, well, just be friends. Yeah. So... Yes, we transitioned from being, like, friends, but I think because he kind of made his interests known early, it was like, oh, there was always, like, some chemistry there. Totally. It was an established chemistry that made it less weird when we did actually move from more than friends. Totally. No, and I think that that's really important. Like, I think that might even be the ideal way is mm-hmm. to have the kickoff mm-hmm. and then grow as friends mm-hmm. and then go back to that. Yeah, Versus just, like, being platonic and then moving towards romance. So I think that that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. And I can only think of, like, one person I've really done that. Or I guess my high school boyfriend as well. Mm -hmm. High school people, I guess, is kind of all the ones that start that. That's true. But, yeah, no, it's nice. I will say that, like, being in a relationship and having that foundation of friendship is really incredible. And the fact that you kind of have that buy-in from your friends initially, like... If he wasn't part of my friend group, I wouldn't mm-hmm. think. But then you also go into it with like, shoot, if this doesn't work out, what does mm-hmm. this do to our friend group? Which mm-hmm. is like heavy and yeah. you're really responsible. But something we definitely talked about prior is like, if it doesn't work out, then we still can be all of us friends. And yeah. I really trusted it because I feel like we both have that level of maturity to kind yeah. of go into it with that. It would be awkward, but you know, still doable because that was really important to us. Yeah. But um, yeah, it Slow transition, but really, really special to kind of start with a really strong basis of friendship. Yeah. And I just have to say, I know I say this all the time, it's probably obnoxious to hear. <laughs> Bryce is, like, perfect, and I <laughs> feel like I have nothing bad to say about him. <laughs> He's lovely. He's so, so great. It's wild, and this is going to sound very conceited, but in a lot of my old relationships, I felt like I was not, like, this is going to sound bad, but please let me explain. Like, the person who had better, like, judgment or, like, mm-hmm. was less offensive mm-hmm. or just kind of, like, the less controversial person. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, his friends, like, whoever I'm dating will hopefully like me. Mm-hmm. Like, I can make a good impression over time. Or, um, oh, like, she has a good job and has a good head on her shoulders, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, Bryce, like, beats me in all of that. No. No, he does. <laughs> because I just, like, usually I feel like I'm, like, the easy one, but he's just, like, so lovely and so social and really fun, and he has a great laugh, and he's just, like, a nice guy. He treats me really well. Like, mm-hmm. he never says anything offensive, and I'm just, like, damn. And, like, in that, our relationship, like, I'm the awkward one. No. Like, I'm the less social one. Yeah, it's really interesting dynamic. It's a weird shift because I kind of thrive off of being the opposite. But mm-hmm. when someone outdoes you in all those instances, it's like, wow. It's it's really good and it kind of makes you grow in that sense. Yeah. I, I think that's very nice. That is really interesting. I don't know how I would deal with that because <laughs> I feel like my first ex was probably the closest to being as social as me. But even so, I would still say I'm the one who's, like, more outgoing yeah. and, like more extroverted, like, I feel like I made more of an effort with his friends than he always did with mine, even though he still made an effort. So, yeah, it's, like, 
that's really tough. It's and you're like, you're literally out batting me and everything. Like, what the heck? Exactly. And he's a baseball player, so that was a perfect <laughs> reference. <laughs> he definitely outbats me. Um, but no, it's true. It's like, you want someone, it's funny because Bryce and I are the same, like, this is so cheesy, but we're the same love language, yeah. we're the same Hogwarts house, we're mm-hmm. the same 16 personality. Like, we're the same person, but we're so different because he does things, like, so much differently, but oftentimes, like, so much more effectively than I do, like, just with relationships. So, it's fun, because you at, you kind of want that, and that's what you mm-hmm. go for, but then once you have it, you're like, oh my god, like, it's so different than what you pictured. You're like, I gotta step it up, like. Which, I think is great, because one thing I always look for in people I'm dating is someone who inspires me to be the best version of myself, yes. and it sounds like Bryce does that for you. Yes, he definitely does, in a different way. Like, I did feel like past relationships when, like, my last ex who was, it was a really difficult relationship, but, like, because it was so difficult, I felt like I was somewhat of a better version of myself because I had to be, Mm -hmm. but it was almost not out of comfort. It was out of trying to prove that I was a good person Mm -hmm. versus this one is, like, me genuinely just wanting to match the person I'm with. Yeah. So it is, it's just a different, it's interesting. That's true because, yeah, I've had that experience where you are motivated to be a better version of yourself, but it's not necessarily for the right reasons. Like, it could be because you're feeling self-conscious or you're not feeling up to par for whatever reason, whether they're doing that intentionally or not. And it is nice when it's a positive source of inspiration. Yes, that's a really well said. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You captured it. Um, so clearly it is going very well and now you're moving in together next month, which is huge. And this is the end of an era because (gasps) as we mentioned, I lived with Arielle for almost seven years and she stayed in our old apartment and now Bryce is moving in. And so it's a totally new chapter for the apartment. It is. It really is. And it's Mm -hmm. funny. I was telling Leslie, we have a neighbor who we all love, um, and he's just a funny big personality guy. He's like a writer for Adam Sandler movies, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. And he has gone through like the same life processes I have where like, we're both trying to like get it off the ground in entertainment. And his roommate, um, like moved into like a new life stage, like Leslie bought an apartment. Um, and then I am moving in with my significant other and he is also potentially moving in with his significant other. So it's funny that we've kind of mirrored and paralleled our each other's kind of life story but yes Bryce is moving in it's funny because I remember telling you when we were living together like mm-hmm. this is the best it's like I'm like a sleepover yeah. with my best friend every night yeah and it's so fun and like he definitely won't get as excited about my purchases as you do and like <laughs> I feel like he'll be very supportive of it he has opinions <laughs> about fashion he does he does he really does and he's very supportive about it but something different when it's your girlfriend it get it, it in is. there but yeah. appreciate the support regardless mm-hmm. um yeah he's moving in next month I think it's gonna go really well um he's super easy the one thing that's interesting is we do spend a lot of time together which is great and even through that I feel like we don't this is going to sound weird, but we don't actually argue that much. But if we argue, it is much more complicated than any argument I've ever had. Mm, Interesting. And again, going into it, like, this is going to sound really conceited, but I think in past relationships, I've always felt, but I also kind of knew that I was right, Mm -hmm. which sounds terrible. And I've definitely been wrong in certain arguments, Mm -hmm. but just on past relationships, I feel like I called out when I wasn't respected yeah. or I knew I was being a good person and didn't deserve the treatment that I received. Mm-hmm. But with Bryce, like, we're both kind of right. 
and it's hard for us because I feel like he might have been in that same situation in past relationships too where neither of us kind of give in. Mm -hmm. So that's that's going to be complicated. And I don't, like, I would say 95% of the time, like, we really just easily get along. Yeah. But that 5%, I've told him and we've talked about it, like, we really have to communicate with each other because... That's going to be the key to us getting through that and not letting that stuff build up. Yeah. Because the last thing I want in a relationship is someone who's afraid of confrontation. Totally. Or, or I'm afraid of confrontation yeah. because we can't fight through it. Yeah. Someone said to me recently, an argument is you realizing that there's something wrong with your relationship and working together to fix that problem. Yeah. Versus like really making it personal or picking sides. Yeah, definitely. So I'm going to try and go into it with that sense because I know it's going to happen. It's just human nature. Yeah, definitely. So this is... A little unrelated, but I had this conversation just today. Yeah. And someone asked me, what do you think about marriage? Which I was like, whoa. Whoa. Loaded. And at first I was like, how do you answer that succinctly? But then I did come up with an answer. And so it stems back to when people ask, oh, well, what's the difference between being exclusive with someone and being their boyfriend or girlfriend? And so I had to really think, like, well, what is the difference? And I feel like it's the level of commitment. It's like when you're exclusive, you respect somebody enough to not not see anybody else but if things are a little bit difficult you might be like okay well I'm deciding this isn't for me and I'm gonna move on yeah versus if they're your boyfriend or girlfriend you're more likely to be like how can we make this work and push through yes and marriage is just one step further where it's like wow I've really committed to you and things are gonna get harder than they have ever been for us in the past yeah. but we are committing to sticking through it and making sure that we make it past that and I just feel like the way that you described going through any arguments or confrontation, you're kind of taking that same approach of we're really committing to making sure that we are going to work on this in a way that's productive rather than just kind of letting things fester or brushing over them only for them to resurface and build up later on. Absolutely. Beautifully said. I completely agree with that, that exclusivity and just the title aspect of it, it does take it a step further. But to your point, it's because you want to work through it with them and you want to have that level of commitment where once you tell someone this is your boyfriend, it's different than this is Mm -hmm. who I'm dating. Yeah. Um, But no, I completely agree with that. Um, I think... Yeah, I think it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. What are you most excited about? My mom asked me that. Mm -hmm. And she was nervous that I would say, like, splitting rent again or, Mm -hmm. like, not having to pack to go to their house. Mm -hmm. But honestly, like, in the past few months since we both agreed to living together, it really, like, took our relationship to a different level Mm -hmm. of commitment to your point. And it was, like... I remember our girlfriend got engaged and she said that once that happened, she just, like loved this person more than ever only because it was that level of commitment that was really reached and promised so it kind of felt that way in a much lesser scale but it felt really sweet to know that that was there and what I told my mom was when we would leave for work like we always had this thing where we say bye to each other whoever's leaving first and usually we try and get each other out by like 6 30 and so we walk down he comes out of my office and then we walk down in the parking garage together and I, after we decided we're going to live together, I really started to get, like, sad when I'd have to say bye. Yeah. And Aww. I just couldn't wait for the time that, like, it was not, like, a see you tomorrow, but I'll see you at home. So oh that's gosh. what I was, like, really excited for. And I know it's going to happen. And, like, who knows? Like, we might be carpooling and it'll yeah. be, like, a lot of each other. Yeah. But for right now, um, I'm just excited to, like, see him and have him kind of be there and just be like a true partner and yeah. you know be a partner to him as well so 
That is That's so sweet. <laughs> so oh cheesy. No, that like really, I really felt that. Yeah, that was really beautiful. That's very nice. Thanks, Les. Yeah, how so, exciting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Crazy life changes. Yeah. I never would have thought if you asked me two years ago, this is where we'd be. Like you're in your own like wonderful place that you own and I'm like moving in with a guy. Like it's wild. We have grown up. We are not yeah. blacking out of the bungalow anymore. Dang it. <laughs> so I feel like we ended on such a lovely note. Thank you so much for being on this journey with us. And Arielle, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for having me and listening yes. to me for that long. Goodness. Of course. Um, no pressure if you don't want to, but is there anything you want to plug, like your Instagram or it's really not that exciting so don't worry about it all right maybe my new poshmark page yes <laughs> i'm trying to clear out my closet oh for price yes but no really don't because it's like all selfies it's like super embarrassing <laughs> so no thanks for listening yeah, thank you guys <laughs> bye bye if you like what you heard or you're just looking for something to help you combat the sunday scaries and make you feel better about your own life in the process hit subscribe for new episodes of interstates and heartbreak every sunday you can also follow Interstates and Heartbreak on Instagram for tongue-in-cheek interpretations of men's dating profiles as told by my inner Carrie.